Welcome to Funds in Focus by the senior members of the investment strategy team at FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds. Join our experts as they explore how current market trends are shaping the investment landscape. In each episode, you'll learn how a specific FlexShares ETF operates and how the market has impacted the fund along with the potential long-term implications of your client portfolio. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jahan Mady, and welcome to Funds in Focus. We bring you conversations with leading subject matter experts with members of our very own FlexShares investment strategy team. It's a chance for you to learn about current market trends through thoughtful and informed explanations. And with that, let's jump right into it. Market participants around the world are reacting to a stream of new information regarding the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Unprecedented quarantine measures have turned everyday life on its head for hundreds of millions of people. Given the scale and the speed of which coronavirus has effectively shut down the global economy, world leaders have responded with colossal monetary and fiscal stimulus packages. It's only natural that financial market volatility has been and will continue to be a concern. Often investors have looked to investments in real assets as a portfolio diversifier and a source of income. Looking back at the eye of the recent storm, we thought it would be informative to analyze how one segment of real assets, global listed infrastructure, held up during the turmoil. With us today is Evan McCall, investment strategist. Evan, how are you today? Doing great, Jehan. How are you? Thanks for having me. So Evan, given the economic and market events experienced during the first quarter and continue to today, what do you find most striking when you review what went on with the infrastructure investments? To me, what's most striking would be the reasons that investors are often attracted to infrastructure investments and the return experience that we ended up observing. Investors are often attracted to infrastructure investments because of their historically stable cash flows and return streams, which can effectively be defensive in nature. They often use allocations to infrastructure for portfolio diversification. Infrastructure also offers investors diverse exposure to sources of income and can provide a hedge against long-term inflation. However, over the first quarter of the year, we've seen a struggle in equity markets around the globe. Domestically and in developed and emerging markets, all equity markets and down more than 20%. Within the real assets category, which includes infrastructure, we've seen similar negative performance, not only due to the negative economic impact of the pandemic, but also being exacerbated by the Saudi-Russian oil price war. Looking closer at infrastructure-related sectors, energy and transportation have been two areas of significant negative performance. This is not particularly a surprise, though, as Global demand in goods transportation has slowed significantly, along with a decrease in consumer demand in travel. But what it does highlight is where relying on legacy infrastructure indices can paint a confusing picture for some. Legacy indices often include a large number of companies that have energy-focused subsidiaries. Utility and energy sectors are perfect examples of this type of scenario. These legacy infrastructure indices allocate significantly to both utility and energy GICs sector codes, which can often lead to a higher aggregate exposure to energy, either explicitly through that energy GIC sector code or through energy utilities masked by the utilities GIC sector code. In the recent pandemic period, we saw how this imprecise sector representation has negatively impacted performance for many such legacy infrastructure indices. Well, Evan, it sounds like there was a confluence of factors impacting infrastructure performance during Q1 earlier this year. If GICs or ICB codes don't do a good job identifying today's infrastructure companies, then what else can investors rely on? 
Jan, you're absolutely right. But I think that the potential benefits of including dedicated infrastructure exposure within an asset allocation, things like asset class diversification, income, and long-term inflation hedging are still pretty clear. More contemporary infrastructure products have been designed to emphasize these benefits while mitigating the areas of unique risks through broader diversification across the infrastructure landscape. And we saw the benefits of this wider infrastructure perspective throughout this most recent market period. Now, what I mean by contemporary is rather than using a legacy top-down approach and identifying infrastructure companies through their GICs sector codes, the contemporary method can leverage advancements in data availability and application to implement a more bottom-up approach. Applying this data allows investment managers to tie company revenues to the specific infrastructure-related asset that the company owns. In this way, investors can target companies that derive value from infrastructure assets by quote unquote, looking under the hood, so to speak, when considering companies for possible investment. Rather than starting with a blunt object, we can use a scalpel to be more intentional about the companies and sectors that we target. If you were to look at contemporary bottom-up approaches to infrastructure investing, you would see that applying these techniques can broaden exposure to different sectors compared to those using the traditional top-down protocols. An example of this would be the inclusion of telecommunications and other companies that own assets like data centers and wireless towers. Meanwhile, by making allocations to these newer infrastructure sectors and subsectors, the contemporary approach lowers allocations to legacy sector risks. This played out in both directions during the first and second quarters. That's very interesting that you mentioned that, Evan. It sounds like if investors aren't mindful, they could easily be over-allocating to companies that have similar risks, but maybe classified in different sectors? Yeah, that's exactly right, Jihan. And providing that the pandemic has impacted economies around the globe and industries such as energy and transportation, what has this meant for performance of a more broadly defined infrastructure strategy? While returns using the broader scope have still been negative, lower allocations to energy-related companies, as well as the inclusion of communications, have both been positive drivers of relative performance. We've seen the broader infrastructure indices outperform relative to a legacy approach over the first quarter of 2020. In the second quarter, however, we did see underperformance in communications and transportation lead to negative relative performance. Over longer periods, what we observed is the balanced approach to infrastructure has also proven beneficial. Notably, in the transportation sector, legacy indices may not include subsectors such as railways, whereas contemporary indices have performed well by having such dedicated allocations. Similarly, communications inclusion has been a contributor to positive performance over longer periods of time, and a lower allocation to most energy subsectors has proven beneficial, with the exception of U.S. electrical utilities, which have performed particularly well over recent years. So, Evan, we've heard you describe some of these sectors as contemporary, seemingly implying these areas of the infrastructure market might be more modern or increasingly important in today's world. Can you share your thoughts on what your expectations are for these areas going forward? Yeah, absolutely. One development we've certainly seen is that remote working and learning services are now being deemed as essential to continuing daily business operation and collaboration. The essential nature of these contemporary services has really come to the forefront as the world has advanced technologically and is now being reinforced as global workers are stuck at home under quarantine measures. This highlights the importance of connectivity-based infrastructure classifications, which include those companies in telecommunications or that own assets such as data centers and wireless towers. The coronavirus is going to continue to reshape the global economy and workforce, 
and has reinforced the need for a differentiated approach to investing in listed infrastructure. Infrastructure offers a promising opportunity for direct fiscal stimulus amidst an economic slowdown. Even prior to the pandemic, global demand for infrastructure refurbishment has been high. Additionally, the recent environment has highlighted deficiencies in many companies' global supply chains. As these companies start to reassess their supply chain's vulnerability to epidemic and pandemic risks, infrastructure investment may increase to accommodate more location-specific manufacturing. As considered mission-critical services with high barriers to entry, stable consumer demand, predictable capital expenditures, and highly regulated pricing structures, infrastructure companies tend to be defensive in nature. By taking a global approach to targeting listed infrastructure, investors can mitigate some of the more location-specific risks associated with the asset class. Even in low or zero interest rate environments, infrastructure also offers an alternative source of income relative to traditional fixed income securities. The underlying infrastructure companies can also benefit from the low rate environment through lower cost financing of capital intensive projects. And the context around contemporary infrastructure products is really interesting. How have these products resonated with investors, whether it's over time, during, and post the COVID induced market turmoil? Yeah, so as proxies for contemporary infrastructure indices, we looked at the FlexShares Stocks Global Broad Listed Infrastructure Index Fund, ticker NFRA, and the ProShares Dow Jones Brookfield Global Infrastructure ETF, ticker TOLZ, which have both seen outperformance relative to legacy strategies that track the S&P Global Infrastructure Index. This is over shorter and longer time horizons. Since their inception, NFRA in 2013 and TOLZ in 2014, so these ETFs have become two of the largest contemporary infrastructure ETF strategies available. Although legacy infrastructure ETFs like the Spider or iShares products tracking the S&P Global Infrastructure Index have received a bulk of asset flows into the infrastructure asset class over the recent period, this relative performance of contemporary strategies could indicate a shift in investors' awareness. Well, Evan, I have a million other questions for you. So rather than taking up too much of your time, we'll definitely have you back again. Evan, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. It's always great to chat with you. Thank you, Jihan. Thank you for listening to Funds in Focus. You can learn more about us by visiting our website, go.flexshares.com slash fundsinfocus. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. GICS takes the market-oriented approach. The distinction between consumer goods and services has been replaced with the more market-oriented sectors of consumer discretionary and consumer staples, both of which contain both goods and services companies. The ICB system allocates each company to the subsector that most closely describes the nature of its business. When a company conducts two or more types of business that differ substantially, the predominant sector is determined by a review of the audited accounts and the director's report. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. FlexShare Stocks Global Broad Infrastructure Index Fund, NFRA, is a passively managed, non-diversified fund that invests in infrastructure-related companies domiciled or traded in developed and emerging markets around the world, including the United States. Foreign and emerging market securities may involve certain risks such as currency volatility, political and social instability, and reduced market liquidity. Fund is subject to the risks associated with investment in infrastructure-related companies and may also invest in derivative instruments.
the fund may be subject to concentration risk of securities in a particular industry or group of industries. Please read the fund's prospectus for specific details regarding the fund's risk profile. Carefully consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses before investing. A prospectus is available at www.flexshares.com. Read it carefully before investing. FlexShares funds are distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC.